0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'm slash free
1: Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios. This is
0: Out of Bounds. They're zoning defensively right now. David Ford in the key, Brazil with a one-hand dunk. He dunked that one. Over Jeremiah Gambrell. Gambrell 6'3", Brazil 6'10". That one was not fair. Blake with a rebound. Ahead to Arbogast. They couldn't get the shot away before the horn sounded. They tried to get it to the walk-on. That's it. Hawks take their season opener. Yeah, yeah. With hey, John I'm Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On three seven, The Buzz.
2: Boom, tastes taste like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a westy girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good, will you say that on my taste buds? I get way too petty once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Eat up your per diem, you just gotta hate them phone. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone. If I quit this season, my left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a little baby... Two
3: hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsme Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trigger Tuesday so far. And we really look forward to finishing out strong here on Out of Bounds because just like every Tuesday... We have an opportunity to be joined by Razorback Offensive Lineman Josh Braun, thanks to Mad Black Allstate Insurance. Now, it's always been great to talk with Josh, but as uh, we've talked with him last week, it's been too long since we've been able to talk about a win, so this was a really special interview that we had with him, and to be able to discuss not only the game, but moving forward uh, was, a, was a really good one, and he had some really good quotes from it, too. So let's go ahead and hear from Josh Braun himself and what he thought of the Razorbacks' performance over the weekend down in Gainesville.
1: Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Right now we have a very
3: special guest like we always do every Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. And this time it's going to be a little bit more of smiling after Arkansas <laughs> took care of business against the Florida Gators for their first SEC win and their first win in Gainesville. It is Razorback offensive lineman, Josh Braun. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. And Josh, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, how you still feeling after getting that win down in Gainesville?
4: Uh, I'm feeling great. Um... I mean, definitely the the high has worn off a little bit, but uh, it's just I've been looking forward to this for a year, so mm-hmm. it's finally good to have your dreams realized. But I mean, we still got three more er, three more games, still trying to get ball eligible. So right now, our focus is keep on winning and keep going.
3: So there's a lot we're going to try to unpack because there's a lot of uh, layers to this whole mm-hmm. game. But what we'll start with, of course, if getting the win was awesome. But what was that? experience like because i know you guys won your first two games of the season and then you had lost six straight and all of them so close one possession games five, i think four was it, five of the six and then this one going to overtime going on the road just what was that feeling like not only for you as an individual but just for the entire team to for what you guys have been through to finally finally get that win
4: uh, Coach Pittman's been preaching these past couple weeks that we just need a taste of victory. We need to be reminded how, of how good it feels, and it felt amazing. It was just to be in the battle with your brothers a week in and week out and not be able not being able to taste that until this week. Um, once we finally got the victory, it was just... I mean, the locker room after the game was insane. I don't know if uh, some videos have been circling. I think some guys hopped on Instagram Live, so uh, hopefully some of the fans were able to partake into the celebration, but... Uh, I I struggle to put it into words. It was just probably one of the highlights of my football career and probably one of the best afternoons of my life. Um, Top 10, definitely.
3: So when you think of uh, just, of course, winning is is the biggest thing, but offensively too, uh, you you guys had almost 500 yards offense. Mm -hmm. You had a great success running the ball. You had your first 100-yard rusher with Rocket. And, of course, KG almost had 100 yards rushing. And he had some big plays too. Just what did you feel like, from your perspective, made the offense have so much success in this particular game and uh, be able to not only put points up on the board, but also have really effective drives?
4: Yeah, I hope some of the Razorback fans can forgive me for how I avoided some of the questions about the offense last week, and I hope they realize that it was in our favor to be unpredictable. Um, going, going out on Saturday with the brand new offensive of coordinator, we were really sort of a wild card. I mean, they they knew who we were as players, but they didn't know they didn't know we were going to go high tempo, and they didn't know we were going to go as fast as we did. And so that really played into our favor, um, just coming out and surprising them with uh, different formations that we hadn't ran previously. I think we hadn't gotten to empty formation maybe two or three times all year, and we we relied on that throughout the game on Saturday. And um, we did some good things out of there that we're going to try to capitalize on in, in weeks uh, coming up. Um, but yeah, I mean all those things that the defense didn't really know what to prepare for. Um, And uh, coach Guyton did a brilliant job of calling plays that were working and he uh, was able to uh, ride the plays and ride the momentum during the game to put us into the best situations that we could be in. And um, I mean, just because we won, we can't ignore the fact that the problems that we had in weeks past were still there. Um, We, uh, I think we're at 50% touchdown scoring in the red zone, but Ultimately, we were 100% red zone scoring, which you always want to be as an offense. But we need to turn those field goals into touchdowns. And once we do that, I mean, the games shouldn't even be close. I mean, I think uh, me see it was 14-0, and then we let them back in it. And I think – did you tweet that it was reminiscent of the BYU game? Was that yeah, it gave you? some vibes to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, may have been. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you – that wasn't the feeling on the sideline, but it was, we're not going to let that happen again. We need to focus the job still not complete. Even though we're up 14-0, it's still, there was, how many minutes were left in the first quarter? 12? Yeah. Like, we only cool. played three minutes of the game. So yeah. I remember I told uh, I joked with Brooke Ed, Brooks Edmondson that if we, uh, if we kept this up, it would be, uh, what did I say? It was like 70 to zero at half because we scored twice in three minutes. So, 10 times in the first quarter. So, Oh, yeah, 70-0 to zero in the end of the first quarter. So, I mean, just because we came out with the momentum that we did, we need to just sustain it and understand that even though we started fast this upcoming week against Auburn, if we start fast, we need to continue that throughout the second quarter and into the third quarter and until the end of the game because, I mean, we let Florida back into that game. It shouldn't have been close um, in the first half. And, I mean, at the end of the game, shoot, it – uh we caught a lucky break <laughs> and uh we need to focus on not letting that be an issue coming up but uh man i'm just so thankful that we did catch a lucky break because six weeks in a row unlucky so yeah
3: well it's amazing i'm sure as you saw just uh and maybe on social media but like you know a lot of fans have obviously been frustrated just like y'all have been frustrated but then it's like once you win the game, everyone's just kind of on the same page. and just happy. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're just in that moment, too. And uh, I know that you, you, you'll take the win no matter what it is. But as we talked about last week, was there something just a little bit more special to it in the fact that you did it down in Gainesville, in Florida, at a place that you used to play? And then obviously, we talked about how much family you had there mm-hmm. to see it. I mean, uh, it was always going to be special no matter any time you win. But did that make it a lot more special and maybe a lot more memorable for you, having your family mm-hmm. and everybody there in your home state?
4: Definitely. I mean, uh, throughout the game, it was kind of like I was playing backyard football. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, when you when you were a kid, you'd get a bunch of your buddies and you'd go out to a field and just play tackle football. And so, I mean, that's what it felt like for me. I was going out there. I knew all the D linemen. I knew most of the linebackers and the DBs, but I remember uh, number 21 for Florida, Des Watson. We'd, we'd block each other. Or I'd block him for a play and he'd rush against me. And then after the play, I'd like make a joke and he'd laugh. Or he'd make a joke and I'd laugh. And so... It was just fun. It was not many people get to experience what I experienced, and uh, I'm one of the few people who's won in the swamp as the home team and the away team. And I mean, shoot, that that's not a very long list. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, after the season we've had as a team, um, to do something that's never been done in the history of Arkansas football is very special, and uh, it's something that we're going to talk about for the rest of our lives.
3: Well, I, I know it is. And by the way, I was speaking with Josh Braun of uh, the Arkansas Razorback <laughs> offensive of line here, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. And so I'm curious because, I, I, you know, I was watching the game, and on the final play in overtime, you know, KJ throws that pass to Tyrone Broden and, and gets the touchdown. And um, I'm going to play this video for you, and I just want to be curious of what your thoughts are to it because what it looks like to me is I see somebody that is reminiscent of your number coming in, and I just wanted to ask, was this just – is that how you clap normally? Is this really wide out? Like that right there, is that is that normally? Is that how you clap or is that?
4: Yeah, no, I've been told I have a weird clap. <laughs> no, I uh, – it was unintentional. Right. I did not – going into the game, I told myself I wasn't going to do it. Um, I, I mean, I have friends on that team. That's my alma mater. It's, it's disrespectful. Um, and I mean, I apologize to my alma mater. I hope they can forgive me, but I hope they understand that – I mean, we won in overtime – um it was it was the fr- we've lost 6 in a row it was just such a i was overwhelmed with emotions that it just came out um but yeah i mean you went in the swamp you you have to hit it i mean yeah
3: well, I, I was actually going to give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I, I felt like maybe it was a hybrid because it's like you couldn't, you didn't go all the way out, but I was like, okay, well, maybe it was actually just how he clapped. No, nah, that's just crazy. my elbow brace. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're just having to worry. You're really stretching your head. arm out a little bit there. It's been a long game. So, uh, and, and Josh, you know, obviously that was, that was a cool moment, but <laughs> it, in the locker room afterwards and seeing the videos that have come out, but I want to ask you specifically about Kenny Guyton, uh, Kenny G, which we know being elevated to the offensive coordinator position and the p- pressure that he had to say, Hey, it's like, you know, the offense has had their struggles you need to step up into this role that, you know, you weren't expecting to be in at this point in time in the year and go on the road against a good team in Florida and do it. And just what, what did it, what did you see from him and the, the, the team and the embracing of him? And also just uh, how do you feel about him moving forward the rest of the year being the offensive coordinator now that you got to see it in action
4: against Florida? I think the first thing that stands out is just his passion. I mean, he's passionate about the game, he's passionate about us as players, and I think the uh, the results speak for themselves. I mean, we scored, it should have been 40 points, so 33 offensive points throughout the game. I mean, to do that in the Swamp, that's, that's a great accomplishment. For his first game as an offensive coordinator, that's something he's gonna hang his hat on throughout his career, and uh, it definitely gives us all confidence Going into the games throughout throughout the rest of the season, it's just um, he's now he now he's been an offensive of coordinator for a game. We've been in his offense for a game. I think we're just going to see better and better results going forward. And I think we we trust him more just seeing his play calling throughout the game. We it's just natural to once you see the results, you have um, just quantifiable statistics that show that you're doing the right thing it's Definitely easier to be more confident than that. I mean, I told uh, I was speaking with Brady Latham today, because um, he was trying to tell he was trying to sell me on the t- up tempo offense last week. And I mean, I've never been a fan of high tempo. My brothers played in the triple option, my dad played in the wing tee. It's it's ground and pound. It doesn't you don't try to mask stuff with tempo, you just go yeah. out there and you you line up, they line up, and then you punch them in the mouth. But uh, to see the benefits of the tempo offense, it, it definitely made me a believer. I mean, there were times where we had a play called and we were in our stances about to go and the defense was still looking at the sideline. And just to be in that situation at the offensive line, you know they have no idea what's going on and you know exactly what your responsibility is. It's its a confidence boost and it, it just makes you excited to play the play.
3: Well, now you got to turn the page and be able to come back home and you're going to be at home for the rest of the season in Fayetteville. Uh, and this time it's against Auburn. It's going to be a three o'clock uh, first kick there in Fayetteville and the last time of course we know a few weeks ago it was the time where you know you never want to relive that type of game again but now because it's still in front of you to get to bowl eligibility you, you had four steps to get there you've conquered step one now you gotta move to step two just what do you make of the Auburn Tigers and also just the team returning back home in front of the home fans and it looks like it's I think it's gonna be like sunny within 63 degrees so it's gonna be a beautiful day but uh, what is that just going to mean for, for you? Yeah, I know how you like that. But, yeah, it's nice, like, how's it going to mean for you and just for the team to not only come back with a win but then have something mm-hmm. more to play for in front of the fans that, uh, you know, they're going to show out and be able to uh, be there to support you guys from the very beginning and or at least until the very end of the season?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, we've proven we can win on the road in hostile environments, but we haven't proven that we can win in front of our fans this year um, in a game that matters. And ultimately, I just want to give the fans a good show. Um, And that means beating Auburn. Um, I mean, a win's a win, but I know the fans want us to to beat them handedly. So I I think just this week uh, we need to not look forward into, yes, we're fighting for bowl eligibility, but once you start looking ahead, I mean, I think that's uh, the problem with Mississippi State. We're all like, oh, we need to win this game to be bowl eligible, and then we need to win. We need to beat Florida. We need to beat Missouri. And we lost sight of the fact that, no, you need to beat Mississippi State this week. This is the opponent in front of you. And so just because we're fighting for bowl eligibility, we don't need to lose sight of the fact that we have an opponent this week. It doesn't matter that we play FIU in two weeks and then Missouri the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's this week, this is the game that needs to be played. And um, I mean, Auburn's got a great defensive line. Um, they've got some good interior guys, number 50 and 52. They're, they're strong and powerful and, and athletic. Um, but, I mean, we play in the SEC West. Every SEC West team is going to have strong, athletic interior de- interior defensive linemen. Um, so I think if uh, we can get them on their heels and come out swinging and, and just keep our foot on the gas and not let up in the second quarter, I think uh, how many points did we score in the second quarter against Florida? Three?
3: I believe so, yeah, three points, I believe.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, to score, we came out and scored the first drive of the game. That was great. We need to figure out how to replicate that throughout the game. And so when we play Auburn, I think we need to come out fast, and that needs to be our mindset every drive. We need to treat every drive like it was the first, first drive of the game and take it drive by drive. We don't need to think about uh, – I think uh, some offensive coordinators will tell you that going into a game, they have a number that they hit, and if they hit that number of points on the scoreboard, they feel confident they'll win. Um, We don't need to think that. We need to think that we need to score every time we have the ball, and just focus on the task at hand. Um, And you can take that quarter by quarter, drive by drive, or play by play. Um, But at the end of the day, we need to score consistently in the red zone, and we need to put our defense in the best position possible to win us the game.
3: I'm gonna take credit for something because I said on the radio show this past week that if you guys scored 30 points, you're gonna win. So uh, I'm just I'm gonna take credit for that because you guys scored over 30 and you guys won. So uh, your coordinator may not look at the points, but I'm gonna look at the points. And to be the so uh, and and also too, Josh, how again the winning and everything the celebration, but then you also have the accomplishments that come in after. I don't know how much you look into this, but uh, especially since mm-hmm. one of your teammates wanted to ask you about. Bo Lemmer, being the offensive lineman yes. of the week in the SEC, just what does that mean for, uh, for you as obviously being a teammate of his, but being an offensive lineman alongside him too?
4: That's, that's fantastic for him. I mean, it's, it's been an honor to play next to him all year, and uh, just seeing the work he puts in day in and day out, he, he earned it. I mean, he's, he's been working his tail off all year, and he's been fighting through injury after injury, just trying to put this offensive line in the best position possible to produce yards and points for this team and to see him be recognized on the national stage is just great um, I hope he's able to parlay this into um, boost the draft stock if that's uh, in his future but I just I, I feel happy for him man it's been a, it's been a rough season and for him to to get this nod it's just great
3: also uh how awesome is Cam Little when you have a kicker like that that you just feel mm-hmm. confident that hey as long as we get pass <laughs> midfield we're, we, we feel good about it Uh, I mean, it goes four or five and even the one he missed, I mean, was just by that much, but you know, just having a weapon like that on the offense where you guys want to score touchdowns, that's the goal. But knowing that if you can't do it, you still got somebody like Cam to be able to, to at least get half of the points that you guys would have scored.
4: I mean, it's, it's just a relief. I mean, it's, uh, you never want to, you never want to come off the field. I mean, whenever it's third down, you want to get a first down, but it, I don't want to say it's uh, <laughs> I think we've had enough of the moral victories. Right. But uh, just to... Even though you fail to score a touchdown, or even hopefully from now on fail to get into the red zone, because when you get in the red zone, we're going to score a touchdown. That's the, that's the motto going forward. <laughs> but let's say we get the ball to the 40, to know that he can... If we get the ball to the 40, we're going to make any some points on the scoreboard. I mean, with the way our defense has been playing... We get the ball about at the the 30 to the 40-yard line on the, I guess, the minus 30, minus 40. and So we need to get two first downs, and then we get three points. I mean, we can get two first downs every drive. At least we're supposed to be able to.
3: Well, and also, uh, I know it was uh, very unfortunate to see that Sam Pittman said in the press conference about Ty Washington, looks like he's going to be out Mm -hmm. for the year, and I know – uh, he he's a guy that it just seemed like he was always the opening drive guy, man. Like it seemed like all the opening drives, he was always having big plays, had them against Florida, but it's unfortunate for him. And obviously we knew Luke has and, and getting, uh, getting injured earlier this year. I actually had your dad send me your highlights as being a tight end. So yeah, <laughs> uh, if you need to, you may need to step up. I know there's been some injuries mm-hmm. guys, so, uh, you know, may, you may have to go back into that role of a tight end. And you know, I saw the moves, mm-hmm. saw the hands out there, man, you could probably do it still, I think out there.
4: Oh yeah, I mean I've got great hands. It's just I put on a little, a little bit of weight since
3: then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. Hey, Jason, you know Jason Peters, one of the the all time great NFL offensive linemen. Uh, he was at Arkansas. He played tight end, and you know he was he was six six, three hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and like, he just played tight end, and he was great at it. So you know, just don't sell yourself short. You can still go out there as the size of an offensive lineman and play
4: tight end. Oh, I gotta gotta talk to Coach Kennedy about that if so he, he approves. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. So, uh, and, and also, again, Josh, with, with I want to go back to the deal with your family being there. And just mm-hmm. what was that like in that message? I, cause I saw you have p- pictures taken, of course, with the family and everything. But what was that like for them uh, being able to not only see you and witness the first SEC win you had as a Razorback, but mm-hmm. to do it in Florida? I know how you felt about it, but how did they feel? And what was that like interacting with them after the game?
4: Yeah, so um, I'm kind of going to – I'm going to go wide, and then I'm going to bring it back into focus. Okay. But, uh, so this was the first game that I've won that I've had to get onto an airplane since November of 2020. So I have not won an away game in, was that, three years? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's point one. Point two, I have not won, and this goes for my brothers as well. We have a poor track record of winning games when my parents are in attendance. Um, We like to tell a story of my oldest brother was playing um, North Carolina, I believe, when he was at Georgia Tech. And uh, we were running behind because we had to drive up to Atlanta. And um, so we're walking to the game during the first quarter. So we're walking to the stadium and Georgia Tech's up, I think it's 21 to three at the end of the first quarter, something, it was some wild number. And as we stepped foot into the stadium, they threw out uh, Georgia Tech starting nose tackle um, for targeting. And as soon as we set foot in the stadium, it went from 21 to three, and ultimately they lost the game by like two scores. And so, that's point number two. We, <laughs> I haven't, let me see, when Ezzie has gone to my games uh, twice, and we don't have a, so my sister-in-law has gone to my games and we don't have a good track record of playing well when they go to my games. And so, uh, my mom asked me earlier in the season, she said, do you want us to stop coming? Cause maybe you'll win. And I was like, no, because if you don't go to one game, if we don't go to, uh, let's say the Alabama game. Now this may, I don't know how superstitious Arkansas fans are, but they uh,
3: very much are. So yeah, <laughs> uh,
4: well, don't get mad at me for this, but she said, do you not want us to go to Alabama? Cause maybe you'll have a better chance of winning. I was like, no, you have to go to Alabama because if you don't go to Alabama and we win, then you can't go to Florida. And so, um, Ultimately, we tempted fate, and my whole family was able to go, and it didn't, (laughs) the the voodoo didn't work, but um, I mean, we were still able to win with them in attendance, and to do that at home with, I think we had 25 family members there, I had 25 family members there, um, extended family, my uh, aunt and uncle and cousins were able to go for the first time, Uh, my cousins from Mexico were able to go, um, that was the first college American football game they've been to. Yeah, so I have two cousins from Mexico who um, live here now, and they were able to go to their first American football game, and they loved it. Uh, I actually got a bunch of souvenirs. I stole a towel. Um, it's up I think we're washing it right now. Uh, but I stole a towel. Uh, I ripped uh, <laughs> So after the game, I uh, went up to they have hedges on their end zones. yeah, I don't know if you could see, but yeah. Um, and there were cops watching me, the the sheriff officers. They were watching me as I was like walking around because I wanted to tear a branch off and take it. And uh, so I like struck up a conversation with the paramedics trying to like distract the police officers. And then I just reached down and ripped off a branch and ran inside. And uh, this cop looked really mad at me. But uh, man, it's just... There's so much I want to say about this victory and how much it means to me, but I can't... Words don't do it justice. I've, yeah. uh, after the game, so after that video of me hitting the chomp, I actually got a little choked up, and I took a knee, and I was praying. And then I would have actually cried tears, uh, but Antonio Greer came up to me. And this is something me and him have been talking about pretty much all year because uh, he wasn't able to beat Florida when he was at USF. Um, so this was our goal, was to beat Florida. And he came up to me, and he hugged me, and he was like, man, we did it. And, uh, that's the, the only reason I didn't cry is cause he came up to me. Uh, so <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't cry in front of your boys. It's not a, it's not a good look. Yeah. But so yeah. we embraced and then, man, ah, oh, that was <laughs> I
2: can't, I can't
4: verbalize it. It's very, yeah. very emotional for me.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I think that that's what everybody, you know, at least people in Razorback land, you know, hearing that cause that's what's unique about like players like you is, you know here in arkansas everyone's just a hey, you're a razorback and with the transfer portal and how it's just changed everything mm-hmm. you know people are always hey, if you play if you're a razorback you're always going to be a razorback no matter if you were a high school recruit or if you're from the state or not like it's always going to go far but i think that's always an interesting insight to like you and, and like what you shared with you and greer just that's something i i didn't even think about you know as far as you guys mm-hmm. both transferring from uh schools in florida and then you know, to beat Florida for different reasons that you wanted to do. I mean, it's, that's the kind of unique stuff that I don't even think people like even me understand or even can dive into. So I'm glad you shared that because I would have never even thought of that. And I'm sure it's like, if I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, I'm sure it would have meant a lot more. Same thing with Greer too. It's like, uh, you know, every win is going to be one that you enjoy and Mm -hmm. it's going to be special, but this one, uh, you know, it's kind of. I think everybody's also hoping that this is the one that kind of opens the floodgates for the team to where it's like, all right, got it let's roll let's let's finish strong and and get to a bowl game because i'm sure uh, again you got three games in front of you, but that's that's something that i'm sure can really drive you emotionally but also mm-hmm. uh, you know what your focus and your goal can be to continue on and to make make it not just all in void, make it worth something, and why it was w- worth the win too
4: yeah I hope i'm not disappointing the fans with my inability to put together some eloquent speech about what it means to me, but it's just, it's so, it was such an an emotionally charged victory. It was, it was to the point of just, it was cathartic. I mean, I don't, I don't know if many people caught it, but I actually ran out onto the field holding, carrying the Arkansas flag. Um, I did it to start the season in Little Rock um, and that meant a lot to me. I mean that those those things mean a lot to me. It's who carries the flag. That I don't know. I don't know if other people think of it that way, but it's it's a point of pride to be able to carry out the Arkansas flag. Um, and I made sure I was one of the first people out of the tunnel. So when I, I walked up to the guy, he usually hands it to whoever he wants to hand it to, and I like grabbed it from him. Um, but uh, so I'm sorry if I'm disappointing. People oh. were like, "Oh man, I'm looking forward to him spewing some eloquent thing," but.
3: No, I think that's perfectly fine. I, I, again, <laughs> I think people who saw you on the sidelines and saw you during the game, I'm sure they can probably get an idea of exactly how much it meant, you know, just to see the emotions and everything, which is awesome. And, and uh, Josh, before uh, we, we let you get out of here, which again, we always appreciate you coming on and appreciate Matt Black, All-State Insurance, for making it possible, um, just about Sam Pittman. And one of the things that I heard in, the, I guess, the video that came in the locker room and was about he's like some teams, you know, fight and some teams will quit and whatnot. And we continue to see the fight of this team where I I don't follow every single college football team, but to know what you guys went through so far this year, and then to have a significant coaching change like that and, and be in this position, so many teams would fall they crumble players would just be, you know, mailing it in, but yet that's not what this team has done. I mean, again, you guys don't have the wins. I'm sure that you won as many as wins, but it's never been about lack of effort or, or lack of fight. Just, How have, once again, how do you guys continue to do this where, again, other teams crumble, but Sam Pittman and you guys have continued to fight even through the toughest parts of adversity?
4: I think it speaks to just the character of the individuals on this team. I mean, the players care about this sport. They care about this university, whether they grew up in Arkansas and dreamed of being a Razorback or whether this program welcomed them with open arms and they're transferring from another institution. It just, for many people, this is their dream. Um, They gave me a second chance at playing SEC football. Um, A lot of the coaches, this is Coach Pittman's dream, to be coaching the Arkansas Razorbacks. um, To be able to, we all have a common goal, and that's to perform well on Saturdays, ultimately resulting in a victory. just, uh, I've, I've never, I'm not, you're not always around coaches who truly care for their players and you're not always around players who truly care for their coaches. Um, whether they're focused on the next level in both regards or they're just trying using this job as a stepping stone. Um, I think we're very lucky and blessed to be at a university where the players are fully bought in and the coaches are fully bought in and. I, I mean, I thank God every day to be at a program like this that re—it allowed me to rediscover my joy of playing the game of football. Um, I mean, that's something that you can't really put a price tag on. I mean, I, I mean, I know my, my journey and my reasons for playing the game are mirrored in other players on the team, and so I know how much gratitude I have to the University of Arkansas, and I know how much the guy next to me is thankful that he's playing for the University of Arkansas and I think you see that in our fight and that even though we're three and six, which on paper looks awful, and I'm sure teams we play look at our record and they're like, Oh, they're three and sixteen but it's just it's a blessing to be able to go out every day and put in work with these guys. And I'm looking forward to changing the narrative on our record and hopefully at the end of the year we're seven and six.
3: Well, Josh, as always, man, we appreciate appreciate Matt Black, Allstate Insurance, for making it possible, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. And, you know, as great as uh, this win was, I think, you know, two in a row would be uh, even better uh, to (laughs) talk to
4: you. Yeah, uh,
3: being a winning streak. So, But we appreciate it, man. So uh, good luck this week, and we look forward to seeing you in Razorback Stadium on Saturday against Auburn.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
5: Edgar Award winning author and Arkansas native E.Y. Craner joins the zone every Tuesday courtesy of Jackalope Cycling. Jackalope Cycling in Russellville is there with bike rentals and service. Camping gear, fishing accessories, whatever gets you excited about the outdoors. E.Y. Craner Tuesday in the Zone brought to you by Jackalope Cycling. Check them out online at jackalopecycling.com.
0: Sports Center.
5: In college basketball across the natural state, Woodrock beat Texas State 71-66 to to open their season. Former Razorback and Texas A&M Aggie K.K. Robinson led the way for the Trojans, recording 24 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 5 steals in the game. Woodrock plays UIC on Friday. Central Arkansas fell to Tulsa 70-53. to The Bears play Hendricks on Friday. Arkansas State lost to Wisconsin 105-76. They'll play Bowling Green in the Max Sunbelt Conference Challenge on Friday. Pine Bluff lost to Missouri 101 to 79. Junior guard Kyle Milton from Conway had 34 points on just 10 shots as he shot 15 of 20 from the free throw line. The Golden Wines will host champion Christian in Pine Bluff on Friday. And in college basketball tonight, 20th ranked Baylor will host Auburn at 8. TV coverage for that game will be on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
0: Hey, did you know the Statue of Liberty is the largest holiday gift ever given? That's a big deal, just like those at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Hey, did you know when the year ends, so do the deals? It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on the Hyundai Tucson. Now for a limited time, only during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end November 30th. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
6: This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. With the addition of Oregon and Washington, the Big Ten seems well on its way to becoming the Big 20 or 24. So much for math. A lot of fans are unhappy with this new conference arms race, but others are happy that it should result in better matchups than Western Michigan, Samford, Bowling Green, and Tennessee Martin being on the docket. Regardless of what fans think, it's coming. And the reason is simple money as a great rap song from the 80s told us they did it for the m-o-n-e-y yes they did double b's is the place where your m-o-n-e-y will go farther watch for double b specials each month in addition to the already low prices double b's it's where you gas it grab it and go that's double bees.
5: After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning?
4: (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create
0: a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Shelter Agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood.
7: Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget with our team by your side you'll get mvp service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com all about tire and brake tire pros
4: love the drive
0: ZZ Top Leonard Skinner Two American institutions unite The sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour April 18th, Simmons Bank Arena With Blackstone Cherry On sale now at Ticketmaster.com Leonard Skinner live. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do and they won't be beat on price. Factory trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call You'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available, providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and And repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, A.C., engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked commercial truck and trailer repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall.
5: We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel.
0: And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks.
4: Como te llamas?
0: Como te llamas?
4: When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babel is designed with that goal in mind.
5: In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel.
4: Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's
1: B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well,
3: trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See
6: why four out of five employers who post Post a job on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's
0: ZipRecruiter.com free. On your way to the Little Rock Airport this morning, you want secure parking and fast. At Expressway Airport Parking, our lot is well-lighted and has 24-hour security. Only customers and employees can enter the gate. Your car and you are safe from thieves. And if you return to a dead battery or a flat tire, we're there to get you back on the road. Pay less than municipal airport parking at Expressway Airport Parking. Left of the airport entrance next to the Comfort Inn.
1: So, have you been living life with pain and you keep saying, Well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever? Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, Hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now 501-222-8440 Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over Central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee haw jokes. It's
0: bullcrap. Well, lady, I not I-
1: Call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501
0: 661 1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson off the zone read. Play action, pumps once, looking deep. Tesla at the goal line. Complete touchdown, Arkansas. Man, is this guy a find or what? On 1037, The Buzz.
3: trigger tuesday well one thing is never going to trigger us will be Guatney chevrolet as they have some fall specials in store for you now we talk about the chevy silverado and how they have plenty of those vehicles in stock 2023s and even have the 2024 Equinoxes, brand spanking new with less than three percent apr financing for those who are qualified but they also got a lot of great selection on some used vehicles too i was just looking at their website at guatni Checking out some of the vehicles that they have. They still have some Equinoxes available that are pre-owned and that are in the finest of shape. They have a few Chevy Silverados themselves. In fact, quite a few of those to choose from if you want to go the used route. They also got some Tahoe, some Suburbans, going the SUV route there, and the amount of different trucks as well. as uh, Some trucks that uh, you probably would uh, recognize when you go out there and seeing all the bells and whistles on them. Right, Yeah, that's the one I want. Because uh, they got some of those, too. So, no matter what it is, when it comes to new trucks, new Equinoxes, new SUVs, new cars, they also have a great selection of pre-owned vehicles, as they say, that's good enough for mom. So, it's going to be good enough for you. So, check them out today. They're easily and conveniently located right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. You can go and shop them online, just like I checked them out real quick, at guanichevrolet.com. And when you go over there at 1301TP White Drive in Jacksonville, tell them how to bounce sent you. And I'm sure they'll treat you even extra special because that's what we do here on this show. So uh, they're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer for a reason, and it's because they're the best. So go with the best with Guadani Chevrolet and GuadagniChevrolet.com. It's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate Josh Braun joining us in the previous segment. We'll have three and out coming up here uh, pretty soon. But uh, I think it was great to, to talk with Josh about his experience and being the uh, there as far as when they ended up winning and he having some jokes about him doing the, the gator chomp at the end of the game, which uh, he talked about how how great it felt and everything. So that was that was pretty funny. But something else that I we didn't talk about on the interview, Joe, but I laughed because you remember a few years ago when Florida and Missouri got into that uh, altercation at the end of the game? Yes. Dan, oh, yeah. Dan Mullen had the Vader costume because it was Halloween afterwards. So fun fact about this that I didn't realize until Josh told me. So Josh Braun was on that team. and He remembers it really well and it's uh, probably one of the reasons why he has a very strong feeling against uh, Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz. But uh, he remembers that game very well. But what was funny is that the play that started it all was because of Kyle Trask getting hit and what they felt like on the Florida offense in a dirty way. Well, the guy that hit Kyle Trask was Trajan Jeffcoat. <laughs> that's funny. He yeah, had the D-lineman there on Arkansas. So he had uh, uh, yeah, Josh last night said, he's like, I didn't even realize it was him. He's like, I, I didn't know it until I went up to him the other day. I was like, hey, were you the one that hit Kyle Trask
7: in that game? He goes, yeah.
3: He's like,
7: that's what the transfer portal I does mean, these days. You're going to have opposing players that end up being teammates. Yeah. And they, they even Josh even said, so should I hate you? And he goes,
3: no, 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 don't hate me hate them isn't talking about Missouri so uh, yeah once enemies now coming together as friends and having a common enemy but I thought that was uh, really really funny because I didn't even realize that man, both those guys that were involved in that happen to be on Arkansas's roster this year uh, before we get to three and out though let's get uh, Jason who's in Hot Springs what's going on Jason
2: hey John hey Joe how you doing man
3: doing good doing great man
2: um, hey John who's um, the uh, often? um for Do you
3: know yeah it's a uh, thorn is his name
2: if he good or no he's not that good this year for
3: Auburn I mean I he it's not he's not bad he's he's got good legs on him too he, he's pretty athletic uh but if you just look at his numbers they're not the best he has completed only 1200 yards and through the air and ten touchdowns and six interceptions while also uh, Auburn is dead last in passing offense in the SEC so he's not had a great year but yeah, I think he's a mm-hmm. good player, just uh, needing some time, needing some development, also needing some weapons around him.
2: Well, because I know that uh, I don't see uh, Arkansas defense, how's was Jackson and Will Paul is gonna um, get uh, get uh, get pressure on him on that Saturday, this coming Saturday. Well, and then, uh,
3: well, Jason, and if then, you look um, at the Joe? numbers, if you look at the numbers real quick for you, the uh, Auburn is oh uh, one hundredth in the country in sacks allowed. So they've given up a lot of sacks. Not to say that Arkansas will do it too, because they got to do their job. But uh, there is a chance, though, that they could be uh, getting after uh, Thorne there in the backfield if uh, they have a good game for it.
2: Hey Joe, uh, yeah, we got the uh, huge basketball game now on ESPN tonight between uh, Auburn and uh, Baylor. So, if who you uh, who you get to be can you get your comments on that? And uh, John, it's good to talk to you. I will see you next time.
7: Go hog. I appreciate Jason. Baylor always starts off the season really strong, and we know that Auburn is unranked, but they actually happen to be a favorite in this game. So it'll be interesting to see just from that standpoint of an unranked team that's favored against a ranked team, and then two teams that are really good, and especially Baylor beginning the season. And a lot of times they start off with lesser opponents, but in this case, playing another Power 5 opponent in in Auburn. It's going to be really interesting. All right. So
3: since we are entering into the final segment here on the show, let's go ahead and get into Three and Outs.
0: Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? My nonsense. I've not yet
1: begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for Three and Out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time
3: for Three and Out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, First off... Uh, There's uh, quite a funny story that I completely forgot about, but it's something that got reemerged where linebacker Blake Martinez, if you recognize that name kind of like I did when I heard this story, I said, where did I know that from? Well, he announced his unretirement earlier this year amid the Pokemon card scandal, uh, which uh, he was signed to a practice squad to the Carolina Panthers who have been dealing with a lot of injuries you know he's 29 years old and he last played for the Raiders in 2022 but he retired uh, in November of that season and put it out on social media and everything but he retired to focus on his business of selling Pokemon in sports trading cards and they referred to it as a side hustle he bought in more than 8.3 million dollars in value and they even sold a card for 672 thousand dollars and he was permanently removed from the site and was accused of scamming buyers so guy who un-retired, now trying to come back and make his comeback into the NFL after the Pokemon card deal did not go through. So uh, I completely forgot about that story. But, hey, it's cool that he gets another chance in the NFL since, uh, obviously, the trading card company didn't go according to plan.
7: NFL power rankings this week. Eagles are 1, Ravens 2, Chiefs 3, Jags 4, and the Lions coming at 5. But what's interesting is there's a team that's not used to being at the bottom of the rankings that is close to the bottom the Patriots, they are the lowest-ranked AFC team at 29, and Coach Belichick is having to answer questions about his job security.
4: Have you been given any assurances from ownership about your job status for the rest of the season? Yeah, my focus is on getting ready for the Colts. Do you personally believe that you could be coaching for your job this week against the Colts?
7: I'm going to control what I can control. and to get ready for the Colts.
4: Just how has this
3: season you know, affected you personally, and has it you know enhanced or uh, diminished your desire to continue coaching?
1: Yeah, I do the same thing I always do. I try to do the best I can to help our team every week.
7: This thing has gotten so out of control. It's gotten to the point that they're even talking about making a change during the season. That's not the Patriots talking about that, but people saying that they think that could be the case because... Robert Kraft did come out in the offseason and say that Gerard Mayo was a possible candidate to replace Bill Belichick someday he's currently on the staff with the Patriots so if you put two and two together there then that's where people are saying that there could be an end season change well he did say someday and that someday
3: could be in the middle of the season but love the Bill Belichick answers of uh you know, on to Indianapolis. On to the Colts. So he just That's all he wants to do. Is just and they play them in
7: Germany, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez.
3: Uh, also, in some uh, other funny news, because I always laugh about stuff like this, not that it's a big deal or surprising or anything, but it's still just humorous to me because uh, Michigan State, as we know, uh, lost a game last night to James Madison at home. They're the number four team in the country and everything. Well, Michigan State lost that game to James Madison and also paid James Madison $100,000. Now, if you hear that compared to, say, like college football teams that get paid a lot of money to go out there and uh, go up against some of the big dogs, it may not seem like that much, but you got to remember basketball programs are not near as expensive to have compared to football programs. So $100,000 for the basketball program to James Madison to get the win is extra sweet for them. So uh, it's always fun to have the upsets early in the season, but especially when you got programs that continue to try to build, like James Madison getting a lot of money for it.
7: People's Sexiest Man Alive is going to be announced tonight on Jimmy Kimmel. The current person is Chris Evans, so he was for 2022, but it's going to be announced on Jimmy Kimmel tonight, and he's going to have whoever is announced as the winner on during the show. Also, it looks like Steve Cohen has unveiled plans for an $8
3: billion 50-acre park next to City Field that will have bars, restaurants, a casino, live music venue, tailgating, and so much more. And seeing the renderings of it, it looks absolutely insane, absolutely incredible, probably be a lot of fun, but uh, when you talk about an $8 billion project, uh, that's nothing to, to sneeze at, so it could end up being one of the cool attractions up there next to City Field.
7: Doc Antill, who was part of Tiger King, he pled guilty to money laundering and animal trafficking, and both charges could carry a max of five years in prison, And a fine of up to $250,000. Now,
3: is anybody surprised by him? Everybody on that show was a criminal for everything, but yet they always pointed out the other people for being worse. Uh, Josh Dobbs' stories have been awesome, but uh, he had a great TikTok that he posted and edited himself where he put his face on the viral video of when the band Creed played at the Dallas Cowboys game. And I laugh about that because I'm like, man, you talk about who's made a bigger comeback than Creed over the past few months with the concerts and with the memes and with the videos and all of that. I mean, I think it's hilarious, I think it's funny, but they just continue to, to bring in a lot of uh, a lot of praise and a lot of attention to themselves based solely on just being Creed. So I guess that'll work out for them. Either way, we appreciate all of you listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Fall is upon us. Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind today. For the next 30 days, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit ShamrockRoofer.com for more details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at ShamrockRoofing.